Buenos dias from Gracia. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 26th of October 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. A 37-hour and 30-minute work week in Spain could become the standard by 2025 as socialist leader Pedro Sánchez secures the presidential position through coalition pacts. Date this will happen is still to be confirmed, but he's getting ready as King Felipe VI's deadline is looming. On Tuesday the 24th, Sánchez and Yolanda Díaz, the Sumar leader, presented their finalized coalition plans. Key highlights include gradually reducing the working week by the same pay for around 12 million salaried employees. In 2024, it'll be reduced from 40 to 38 and a half hours, gradually decreased to 37 and a half by 2025. Another joint proposal involves repealing the controversial 2015 Protection of Citizen Security Law, the GAG Law, or Ley Mordaza, which has faced global criticism for imposing fines on unauthorized protests and limiting certain public demonstrations, including authorities using the law during the COVID-19 pandemic to fine residents for violating confinement orders. Sumar is also asking for an increase in minimum wages so that purchasing power isn't lost. Proposal for statutory dismissal procedures and protections for fired employees and reforms over how government equally distributes money between regions as well. The investiture deadline is just over a month away and Sanchez still has a few more hurdles. Once Sanchez and Diaz close coalition pacts between Sumar and the Socialist Party PSOE, Sanchez must close amnesty deals with Junts per Catalunya and the Republican left of Catalunya. Negotiating with Junts is providing to be the most challenging. Catalan pro-independence party is demanding significant concessions. These include co-official language status in the parliament, which has already been implemented, registration of an amnesty law, which would drop the sentences for around 4,000 individuals convicted of their involvement in the 2017 Catalan independence referendum that was unauthorized by Madrid. Junts is also seeking permission for a legal and democratic vote to validate the 2017 independence vote, which judges called illegal. Moving to the weather, Storm Bernard is causing havoc in the south with heavy rains and strong wind. The Welvacan Sorsham firefighters have said that they had to carry out more than 30 interventions since Sunday the 22nd. On the same day, also in Huelva, in the town of Trigueros, one person was pronounced dead after their vehicle overturned due to a landslide on the road caused by the storm. Another is in serious condition in hospital after a tree fell in Moguer. In Granada, three people were injured after a tree toppled over in the Alhambra Gardens. It's been a week since Alvaro Prieto, the young Cordoba footballer, was found dead near the Santa Justa train station in Sevilla. On Sunday the 22nd, his teammate from Ciudad Deportiva Cordoba dedicated a heartfelt tribute before playing against Pozo Blanco. Just before kickoff, the two teams' captains carried a bouquet and a shirt with his name on it, followed by a very emotional minute of silence. Still on football, Jenny Hermoso is back and will be playing for Spain in the upcoming UEFA Women's Nations League matches against Italy and Switzerland at the end of October. Luis Rubiales, former president of the Royal Spanish Football Federation, or RFEA, faced allegations of kissing Jenny Hermoso without her consent, ultimately leading to his resignation and prompting Hermoso to file a restraining order against him. Subsequently, Hermoso was left off the team when Monse Tomé, the new head coach, cited her omission very mysteriously, as a protective measure. However, Tomé reversed this decision under enormous pressure on Wednesday the 18th when she announced that Hermoso would return to play. 
same topic after several months of negotiations and back and forth. The women's Spanish team has reportedly ended their boycott against RFEF after successful negotiations with the football body. The Spanish women's team might have ended, but other kinds of protests are still going. On Wednesday, the 25th, thousands of educators of classrooms for zero to three years old took to the streets to protest against unfair working conditions and lower than average salaries in the education sector. The Education Federation of Comisiones Obreras, or CCOO, has been fighting for salary increases for the last two years. Since 2021, the proposed salary agreement has been just over 1,000 euros per month. This falls below the standard minimum income for full-time work set at 1,260 euros per month if paid over 12 months, or more commonly, particularly for teachers, 1,080 euros per month if paid in 14 payments, where two additional payments are made in June and December each. Things don't change. Two more strikes will take place on the 8th and 15th of November. The prohibition of short flights within Spain's borders when there is an alternative train route of less than two and a half hours will only impact four air routes, which won't be able to operate. They all depart from Madrid. The destinations are Barcelona, Valencia, Alicante, and Sevilla. Going back to education for a minute, many schools across Spain are embracing environmental projects. Nonprofit organization Ecoembes is going into schools and has partnered with over 2,000 teachers with its Naturaliza projects. Students in Avila and Castilla y León have grown vegetables in an intergenerational project. Same time, other schools working with Ecoembres have activities that include gaining knowledge of sea turtle preservation in collaboration with the Center for Studies and Conservation of Marine Animals. The Naturaleza project has also helped aid school trips to the beach to collect waste and hiking routes so that students get to know their local natural environment. Want to know more? Link in the show notes. Shifting the focus to economic policies, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, or OECD, recommends that Spain withdraw the support measures it brought into force to mitigate rising inflation. On Wednesday the 25th, the OECD pointed out that while support measures like VAT cuts on essential food items have significantly helped households, they should end to recoup fiscal funds. Instead, going into 2024, the OECD recommends Spain adopt specific measures to help the most vulnerable through a new minimum income guarantee. Tap water safety is a growing concern. According to the National Consumer Water Information System report, over 400 municipalities have restrictions on tap water due to nitrate contamination. This summer, Torrejoncillo, del Rey, and Cuenca warned residents that tap water wasn't safe for human consumption, the nitrate levels reaching 80 milligrams per liter, exceeding Spanish law, 50 milligrams per liter limit. Excessive nitrate levels can obstruct the oxygen-carrying capacity of red blood cells, which is especially risky for young children. Greenpeace attributes nitrate contamination to local livestock farming, particularly pig farming and synthetic fertilizers, as the leftover waste seeps into the ground, polluting the water supply. On Sunday the 22nd, 17-year-old Spanish forward Marc Guiu made an incredible senior debut for FC Barcelona, scoring the winning goal just 33 seconds after coming onto the field in the 79th minute. The achievement is the fastest league goal in the club's history. This week, Partido Popular's Madrid president, Isabel Diaz Ayuso, has alluded on social media that the central government is complicit in human trafficking. Her tweets imply that they are collaborating with mafia groups due to their efforts in accommodating migrants who are arriving in the Canary Islands. The recent influx of migrants 
the Canary Islands and the subsequent distribution of new arrivals to different mainland provinces has escalated the conflict between the Pepe and Jose. Luis Escriba, the acting minister of inclusion, social security, and migration. This month, the archipelago has seen an influx of over 9,000 migrants, prompting the need to transfer them to various mainland hotels and private accommodation to prevent overburdening the islands. Escriba has since said that Ayuso's comments were unsupportive and accused them of having a xenophobic tone. Cheers or salud in our next story. Sips Drinkery House in Barcelona has been ranked number one in the world's 50 best bars competition. Cocktail bar near the Hospital Clinic in Upper Echample was crowned the winner for 2023. Double Chicken Please in New York was runner-up. And Handshake Speakeasy in Mexico City came in third. That's it for this week. You may have noticed we are ad-free, as we mention all the time. That's because we dislike ads and respect your time. But it also means we don't get any money making these shows, and they do cost something. Unless someone makes a donation or buys a t-shirt. What shirts you ask? Well, we have made 100% unbleached organic cotton shirts that are the most environmentally gentle and cool new t-shirt you can buy as a human being on this planet. If you want to check them out and help us, go to Rorschach.com, click on support, or head over to the link in the show notes. You can buy them from anywhere in the world. Let us know if you get one at any of our social media accounts. Hasta la próxima.